This is Larry H. Russell, host of Celtics Beat and author of Ball of the Boston Celtics. Thank you yet again for downloading the number one podcast on the web dedicated to the NBA's winningest franchise, Celtics Beat. CLNS Radio truly values your patronage. Because of your loyalty to making Celtics Beat the most downloaded weekly Celtics podcast online, we would love to offer a free copy of my critically acclaimed book available at clnsradio.com slash book. That's clnsradio.com slash book. Happy reading and enjoy today's broadcast. Today is Sunday, June 5th, 2016. This is Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio, and I'm Larry H. Russell, rolling along with our special edition shows. We've done postmortems with Bob Ryan, season reviews with Mike Gorman, lottery recaps with Jeff Goodman, off-season previews with Sean Grandy, all available on our iTunes and Stitcher channels, by the way. Remember, ongoing contest, $800 worth of Blue Apron meals. That's four weeks of shipments. Enter by simply subscribing and then rating and reviewing Celtics Beat on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review. So that's just 20 seconds of your time. And you enter yourself into a drawing for this contest to win free, delicious food. So again, check out all those shows, too, in the channel while you're at it. Get caught up if you aren't already. Today's show, our free agent primer show, going to take a good, hard, long look at the free agents on the Celtics roster. And potentials around the league for them. Who do they want? Who do we think they want or could want? Who do they don't want? Who do we think they should want? Whatever the cost may be, Winston Churchill will analyze all the ins and outs. It's our free agency primer special, and we'll do so with this Sunday's featured and only guest, Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. No one has been a guest on this show more than Sean has, and kudos to him, too, being up on the early, early hours on the West Coast. He's out in the Bay covering the NBA Finals. Tonight is Game 2. You want NBA Finals talk? You've come to the wrong place. Go give the almighty Ball and Podcast a listen, specifically episode number 87. You may hear someone familiar discussing and making their own official proclamation For this Warriors-Cavs series. But this is all Celtics all the time. That is no different today. Right here. On episode number 160 of Celtics Beat. Which this week is being brought to you by Casper. Casper, an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Because everyone deserves a great night's sleep. Get $50 off any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash Celtics. And enter promo code Celtics. Blue Apron. And of course... American Fathers Network.com. Father's Day fast approaching. Plenty of Father's Day sales going on. Check out American Farmers Network.com forward slash specials. Free agency discussion. It never ends. Yes, it does bug me a bit, of course, because I know so much of it is media driven for their own benefit. Gotta keep a cheap audience, you know. But there comes a time when legitimate, thorough, and as objective parentheses as possible on parentheses analysis is warranted and as we do every year our little guide for free agents done on this very podcast and oh boy as much as i hate trade possibilities and rumors just wait till next week when i do a trade primer show episode number 161 but anyways as stated in the opening want to delve into free agency for the celtics 
And that means everyone, folks. So no, I'm not going to turn this into a Kevin Durant circle jerk, all in the names of ratings. The Celts have plenty of needs, so there's plenty of possibilities. I want to go through and pretty much up and down the line, unturn every stone. Okay, listen, we're gonna. We're, I will bring his name up, I promise, but we'll keep it real here. You want the horse crap? Uh, well, that's what talk radio, the TV shows, and the rest of the mainstream media, the talking heads, what's where for, okay? But that's just not going to be here today. Um, we're gonna, there's already been news this past week. Of course, the Celtics, us season ticket holders, got a personal email from Mr. Grossbeck himself announcing extensions for Brad Stevens and Danny Ainge. That was the big news. And something that went under the radar... Evan Turner firing David Falk, he who once represented Michael Jordan, by the way. That very news was broken by the man we are about ready to talk to right now. Yes, Sean Devaney, NBA insider and writer for the Sporting News and SportingNews.com. And our interview with Sean is brought to you by Blue Apron. Just had a Blue Apron meal this morning after my workout before the show. As a matter of fact, delicious pork chops and by my taste alone. That was one healthy pig. Definitely lived an honest life. I'm good that with taste now. Had a lot of high-quality ingredients, and that's what Blue Apron is. They know that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese whammon noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Check out this week's menu and get your first two meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash Celticspeed. You will love how good it feels, how well it tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That is blueapron.com slash Celticsbeat, blueapron.com slash Celticsbeat, Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, let's time to welcome back in. It has actually been a long time for someone who's appeared on the show as much as he has. That is Sean Devaney of the Sporting News covering the NBA for many years and now the NBA Finals joining us via phone out on the West Coast. Sean, happy Sunday. Enjoyed the game tonight, but thanks so much for paying us a visit here on Celticsbeat once again. Well, thanks for having me, Larry. You broke some pretty big news. I would say it was big news, at least in Celtics land, back on Thursday, I believe, regarding Evan Turner. So I want us to go right down the list right now. You broke a story on Evan Turner on Thursday, firing David Falk, who Danny Ainge has a great relationship, by the way. People forget about that. David Falk, I also believe, is Jared Sullinger still agent. Am I correct there? That's right, yep. Okay. So Evan Turner... What is the percentage on him being back in Boston next year in your eyes? You know, I think it is a strong percentage. I think no matter what they do uh, with the rest of the market, uh, that, uh, you know, Turner wants to be there. He's found uh, really a home and a role, something that, uh, that, that he had been lacking, something he never really found, obviously, in Indiana or Philadelphia before that. Uh, so, you know, I think that, that, that he's pretty happy where he is. I don't think he's going to be looking to leave. That said, of course, you know, the Celtics are going to be in a position uh, where they're going to be looking for the big fish. Uh, and, and, and at that same time, Turner's going to have to look around and see what else is out there. And, and, and what that sometimes leaves open is 
the the possibility, the danger uh, that that another team will swoop in and 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 make a better offer, and and so that that danger is there. But I would still put it at about seventy five percent. I think that he will wind up uh, uh, returning to Boston. Okay, here's the follow up on that. Give me a guess in your eyes, a guesstimate on the contract that he will receive. You know, I, I, I would say it would be uh, probably a three-year deal or maybe even shorter, maybe even two-year deal, something in the range of two years, $20 million, you know, something, Ooh, no, something in the range. Months. Yeah, something in the range of $10 I mean, million a year. I, I think was that, thinking that, more. Yeah, you know it's 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 tough to like it. Like I say, they they it could be you know a two year deal with an opt out after the first year, uh, so that they can go back into free agency afterwards. You know, a lot of that depends on on how the rest of the market uh, uh, plays out. But uh, um, you know, you could see uh, something uh, like what Amir Johnson got as well. You know, two years uh, uh, and and twenty four million, but but an option on that second year, something like that. Um, you know, I don't think we're going to see a, a Five-year commitment here. I think it's going to be uh, uh, a short deal with uh, uh, you know a decent amount of money up front, but uh, uh, but um, you know something that, that that still gives the Celtics and gives Turner uh, some flexibility going forward. And you know, one one, one point you, you mentioned uh, David Falk. Uh, Turner's new agent uh, also represents Amir Johnson. Uh, he works for BDA Sports, uh, Kevin Bradbury, and, and, and they also represent uh, uh, Jarebko. So, you know, there's a good relationship with Danny Ainge there. Uh, really, Danny Ainge has good relationships with just about all the agents. So, uh, you know, I don't think that's necessarily going to be a, a factor uh, uh, in terms of uh, how the Celtics relate to uh, uh, Turner and free agency. Good relationships with the agents, very good relationships with the media, of course. Talks to just about everybody. Last follow-up question to Turner before we move to another player. I actually got to pitch my own thing, and I feel like I want to flip it. I feel like Turner's more like 30%, and I largely see it because some team like the Knicks is really going to drive up his price. Are the Knicks a team that could be interested in him, and who in your eyes do you see this July making a run at him? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I, I think he wants to go to a winner. You know, that's that's my impression. Uh, is uh, is that uh, you know now that he's had sort of a taste of that, uh, I don't think he necessarily wants to go to a uh, a rebuilding situation. Obviously, if the money's big enough, uh, you'd have to consider it. But uh, uh, you know, a team like Dallas uh, uh, would, would would certainly be one that would uh, uh, that would jump jump out to me as as as, as potentially having interest. Um, you know, certainly uh, uh, if you get the Knicks or the Lakers involved with the amount of money that they're going to have that's a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a danger zone um, but you know I, I I think he really does like it in Boston and 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 just depending on how the rest of the market plays out I, I, I don't think the Celtics are going to come away with uh, uh, you know a huge prize in free agency and so I think Turner winds up staying that's what my fear is, honestly, is that some of these other teams, like the Knicks and the yeah. Lakers, who have fan bases that they, too, believe, yeah. or at least maybe they're less intelligent portions of the fan, which is a good a lot of them, as well as the media, that they believe that they're not going to, or they are going to come away with a big fish in free agency, but won't, and thus will turn to the Evan Turners to sort of appease their fans and throw big money at Evan Turner just to sort of say, hey, well, we did something. That is my fear, and that's yeah. why I put more <laughs> Turner around 30%. I'd flip and, it. And, and you're, you're right, Larry, in that, look, there's some probably a lot of, it's a great time to be a free agent. There's going to be a lot of guys who get way overpaid, and, and that's not just a function of, there being so much money on the market, it's a function of 
um, there being so much money on the market, plus there not being such a great uh, uh, free agent class. This is not a very deep uh, group of free agents. So once you get past those first guys and you've got teams that were hoping to get, uh, uh, you know, thinking they were going to get Kevin Durant, you're going to have teams scrambling. And when teams are scrambling, that's when you get uh, uh, guys who are overpaid. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a fair point. But uh, uh, I, just think, I just think ultimately that, that, that he and the Celtics will come to, uh, uh, come to a deal there. How do you think fans and the media are going to initially handle the amount of money so many of these, quite frankly, average to above average players are going to get now that there's this giant market correction towards the other way where these guys are going to be being paid so much money in free agency this year when you have basically yeah, 15 million bucks going a, a starter in the league? Yeah, right. An average starter, right? That's that's it's it's going to be uh, uh, something that uh, uh, a lot of fans are going to scratch their heads over, and a lot of fans are going to say, "Well, wait, why am I paying uh, you know this much for tickets if uh, uh, if you know you're also shelling out uh, uh, you know big 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 money for guys who uh, you know clearly aren't aren't star caliber players you know if you're paying ryan anderson 13 million dollars and why am i paying you know 200 dollars for tickets you know so uh i do think that there will be some backlash with that and there's no no question about it but um you know it's it's something that uh, uh you get that big tv deal and uh and 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 that's going to be an offshoot of it yeah, I don't think me or you are, are going to be leading a charge asking people to boycott NBA games and not read any, any anyone in the NBA media or listen no, to any podcasts. No, so we'll just sort of sit here and just be like, ah, oh, well, you know. Well, it gives us something to talk about at the very least. Yeah. Want to go down, right down the line now with the Celtics. Mentioned the David Falk connection. You confirmed with me that Jared's, or David Falk is Mr. Jared Sullinger's agent, so we'll play the same game with him. Give me a percentage on his return to Boston, and I guess you already know the follow-up questions. little guess on his contract and any other interest from other teams in the league, who they would be? Yeah, I, I think there will be interest in Jared Sollinger, and I don't think he winds up coming back with the Celtics. I think that, uh, you know, they've got the log jam up front. I think that, uh, uh, you know, he's not necessarily – he just hasn't really found – um, you know that consistent role with this team, and 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 I think uh, uh, I think there will be opportunities uh, for him elsewhere. Uh, you know, teams that 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 see him possibly being that stretch four. I, I don't think he's uh, really suited for that. You know, he can he can he can make the shots, but you know, defensively he becomes a liability if you got to ask him to uh, you know to run out to the perimeter and things like that. So you know, it, it's 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 uh, as far as his contract goes. You know, my guess. Is again, I think it's going to be a short deal. You know, teams are are, are still concerned about whether he's, uh, uh, you, you know, how healthy he is and, and and how long he's going to stay healthy, and 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 whether some of the uh, the issues that caused him to drop in the draft to begin with uh, are going to flare up again. So, uh, you know, that's 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 definitely uh, uh, a concern there. But yeah, you know, I mean, I think you're probably looking at the range of, uh, of, of 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 three years, and uh, you know, maybe. Maybe twenty-five to thirty million, somewhere, something like that, and 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 maybe not all guaranteed. Um, you know that that's he, he's a tough nut to crack, that's for sure. Because um, you know there are times where he looks so good, uh, and, uh, and 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 some teams will certainly have that in mind, and then there's times where he just doesn't. Some teams will have that in mind. So uh, you know he's he, he he's definitely a guy who coming off your bench uh, uh, could be a valuable asset. Um, you know, as far as where he goes. Ooh, it's a good question. You know, I mean, uh, uh, 
geez, you know, I, I, I'm not quite sure. You know, I, I could see maybe a team like the Bulls uh, uh, having interest in him. It seems uh, redundant with Bobby Portis, though. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but, but, you know, I mean, they, uh, uh, um, you know. They'd be they losing Gasol and Noah, right? Yeah, yeah Gasol and Noah. They need to bulk up up front, you know, and, and he's a guy who, who can play some five, obviously. Um, you know, there are teams that are, uh, you know, they're going to be looking to, to, to get bigger in jail. I mean, Phoenix uh, would, would be a possibility as well. Uh, obviously, with the Celtics connections they have, uh, uh, you'd have to consider that. So, um, you know, and, and, and then again, you know, you always have the danger of, uh, uh, you know, maybe the Lakers will decide he's, he's, he's the guy that they want and, the, and they'll overpay him. Uh, I can't really see him playing with Julius Randle, but, uh, uh, but, but you know, you, you always do have that danger. So, yeah, you know, I think, I think he'll definitely be interested in him. I don't think he's going to get a huge contract, though. I think that uh, uh, that that there are still concerns: a about consistency, uh, b obviously about conditioning, and then and then c about long-term health. I feel like if you're the Celtics, though, you almost have to consider that. If you're telling me that you only think he's going to get something like two years, twenty-five million dollars, that's not that much money. I was looking at him as more of a guy that was going to get around three forty-five, uh, or God, for, you know, I mean something like that. Three years, forty-five. $15 million a season. Up until that Atlanta series, he was a very, very valuable commodity for the Celtics this year. He brings so many unique skills to the team. Yes, he's only doing this playing 25 minutes a game. He's on a minutes restriction in a way at a very young player. But there are so many things that he can do despite uh, all of his uh, the, the things that detract from him. The, the fact that he really can't stay on the court that much. The fact that there are so many fears of how well is he going to be, how conditioned is he going to be in future years. But there are some things that he can do that there are so many other, that there are very few other players in the league that can. And those same very players, they're going to cost a lot of money in free agency themselves. So I don't know. I think if, if, if you're telling me that he's something like 224, which is what Amir Johnson got last year with his second year being unguaranteed. So that, that's a big asterisk really thrown in there as well. But 224, I really think Danny Ainge strongly considers that because there were a lot of games that I don't want to say that he won, but he contributed to greatly because he was still the team's best rebounder by far. He brought a lot of yeah. other unique no, skills yeah. like outlet passing. But we just have the recollection of him being completely irrelevant in the final like 12 games of this year last year, which, of course, playoffs included, which is the most important. Well, I mean, uh, you know, he's a big man who shoots forty-three uh, percent. You know, you, you, that's in, in today's NBA, you really can't have that. You know, so uh, as good a rebounder as as good as some of the little things that he does uh, are, you know, I just uh, you know, considering where the league is, uh, you know, it's just really hard to see him, uh, you know, as 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 being a fifteen million dollar guy, even with uh, uh, even with uh, the, this new market. You know, I mean, he's still he's still a guy who's who's not a huge plus for you offensively. Uh, but but you know obviously hits the boards and 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 is good at that uh, is good with that. But uh, uh, I just can't see him being uh, uh, you know getting that kind of contract based on uh, uh, what his actual production has been. I feel like we need to put a little gentleman's bet on that. I'll put the over under at thirteen million dollars. I'll take the over. You tell me, or how about thirteen and a half? That means you get thirteen. Right. <laughs> thirteen and a half sounds good. <laughs> 
Okay, I got a, I got a little gentleman's bet on you with that. I'll uh, pay, pay a visit to you in about a month, and we'll see where he goes. Because I still think, uh, I mean, I still, especially with the Celtics. I mean, then you say, yeah, well, he just little things like rebounding. Uh, the Celtics don't have anybody on that team that can rebound at a plus uh, rate like he does. He was a team's. He was really the only good rebounder on the team. Amir Johnson was okay. Other than that, they couldn't have anybody else who could grab the basketball. And as Pat Riley would say, Sean. No rebounds, no rings. So we're going to have to agree to disagree there. Move down the roster a little bit now to less impactful players. Amir Johnson was the team's big free agent signing last year with quotes around that, of course. Uh, We can make this one real quick. And same thing with Jonas Jarepko as well because these are the two unguaranteed guys. They're actually technically under contract. But for the sake of the show, uh, we'll pretend that they're not in a way because they are unguaranteed contracts. Amir Johnson, Jonas Jarepko, same thing if you wanted to percentage on return uh, and then maybe you know run through some teams that could be interested in any of them. Yeah, you know, I think I think that 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 there's a, a stronger chance that that Johnson and Jarebko both uh, both come back. Um, you know, I, I when you look at uh, uh, what what Johnson's contrib- contributions were defensively, I think uh, uh, you know obviously he's a guy Brad Stevens liked liked having him out there and and uh, uh, you know liked the way that that, that the team ran with him out there. Uh, Jarebko obviously had a really good uh, postseason and and that's going to uh, that's going to factor into uh, uh, what happens next with him. There's a good chance that the Celtics just pick up those options. You know, I mean, neither of those contracts are going to be terrible when uh, uh, when the summer comes around. Uh, it's not the, the options are actually after July 1st, so uh, I believe they're July 6th. So uh, they've got time to, to, to see what they're going to do, and then if they don't get the uh, uh, the big free agent fish that they're looking for, uh, then they can just pick up those options. And and you know, certainly Jarebko, you know, with his deal, uh, it's hard to imagine them yeah, not five doing million that, that work. Yeah, sadly, five million that's bucks. pennies. I mean, yeah, pennies I think, to me and you, but it's pennies to the Yeah, NBA. right, right. Uh, so I think I think it's it's almost certain that they'll that they'll wind up picking up his option, uh, and then and then Johnson is just pretty much based on. Uh, you know what, what? What are you going to see from uh, uh, from from whoever it is they wind up signing or trading for? Uh, you know, if they can do it, uh, or, or if they have a clear answer before July sixth, then uh, uh, then they'll know whether they whether they want to pick up that option or not. Yeah, I think they'll pick them up. I think they'll pick up both. I think Jarepko's probably just more likely because, like I said, it's just he actually. Yeah. If we're talking about players that finished strong, our lasting memory of Jonas Jarepko was a pretty solid series against Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, he was probably one of the sadly the only one of the better players in the series for them. He had some really good yep. games for them at home. So I think he'll be back. And Amir Johnson, I agree, he does have value. He sort of became he was almost like a semi-defensive captain for the team. I don't want to say he had that Kevin Garnett rolled down completely, but he had a lot uh, just. He, he had that a lot going for him as well. But he does have the $12 million, so maybe they'll want that space if they're in, able to bring in, I mean, obviously not just these dynamite players, but even just someone else of major significance. Yeah. Yeah. Now here's where it gets fun. We're going to talk about the players that are available in free agency. I don't really talk about this too much because it just seems like in the NBA media, it's just endless of fantasizing and fantasizing and fantasizing. But I'm going to use these next two shows this week to discuss free agents, next week to discuss trade targets for the Celtics. So thus, we'll discuss free agency. Uh, Give me your number one name of the player the Celtics will pursue. And his first name is not Kevin, by the way. (laughs) 
Or LeBron. All right. So if we're, if we're, if we're, if we're crossing Kevin Durant off the list. And LeBron. Um, and, like, I think Dwayne yeah, Wade's up there. Yeah. Right, types. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think, you know, and, and certainly it's something we've heard uh, for months now. I think there will be legitimate interest uh, in Al Horford. I don't that know. Was mine as well. uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't know if that's where they wind up. Um, I, I don't know if this is a, if, if Horford wants to come to Boston, so I'm, I'm a little uncertain. You, you, you're going to have to overpay him. Obviously, he is sort of that that sort of second tier guy that we're talking about. Is going to get a max contract, and it's probably not quite worth it. But uh, uh, but certainly, you know, an all star, somebody who you can make the case uh, is uh, is at least worth uh, uh, that kind of contract. So I would say Horford would probably be number one on my list. Horford, I think, uh, would come to Boston only if the Celtics had gotten other another major piece, i.e. that mm-hmm. very Kevin Durant. I don't see him leaving Atlanta, who just came off beating the Celtics in the playoffs, to come to the Celtics and take less money to play for the team that they just beat. I mean, that sort of just seems like, to me, just almost too basic in its own right. But I'm sort of with you. I agree with you 100% that I think that Boston, that, that he is the number one target, not including, of course, you know, the uh, fantasy of fantasies. Number two, uh, I'm with Sean Granny, so I'll throw this name out that he mentioned on last week's show. I got Ryan Anderson. What do you think of that as a, as a number two target? This number, this I, I would number. have him on my list for sure. I wouldn't necessarily have him uh, number two. I think I, I would probably have, uh, you know, geez, if they could get Batum, I think that would be a great one. But um, so, so I'd probably have him number two. Uh, I think he winds up staying in Charlotte. Um, but, but, you know, Anderson would probably be, be, be three. I mean, it just kind of fits exactly uh, what Brad Stevens wants to do offensively is, Kind of a uh, uh, three-point marksman that they they really don't have. Uh, you know, they just a guy you can pull have. off. The, yeah, like a guy you can pull off the bench and 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 you know, hopefully make thirty-eight to forty percent of your threes. So uh, you know, that's something that uh, uh, that I think uh, uh, is 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 definitely in the uh, that that that's an arrow in the quiver for sure. And and I think he'd have interest in playing Boston. I think that uh, uh, that that he wants to go to a winner. You know, he's been. Uh, sort of stuck in a terrible situation in New Orleans for a while now. So uh, I think he'd like to get out of there. He's someone who would leave just because of the men- uh, reasons that you just mentioned. He's also someone that you can overpay because he's not going to be a max guy, but it's going to be close. He's going to get a lot of money. And, I mean, he is, I would think, uh, the perfect fit for the Celtics in terms of what they need the most. Of course, it's as we know, as of now, it is outside shooting. Uh, I think that is a very real possibility. And you also mentioned about him coming off the bench. If the Celtics lose Sullinger, I mean, I think he he would probably start. And I think if you're recruiting him as a free agent, you're going to want to have to sell to him that, hey, you're going to start here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's probably something uh, – uh, that, that that you would have to do. You know, I I I, I really think in the end though that 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 he is just such a uh, uh, such an ideal fit for them. I, I I think he does wind up in Boston. Oh well, wow, there we have it. Okay, right, Sean Devaney. I think Ryan Anderson is in Boston. I mean, I kind of feel like I, I mean I don't have the sources that or that you may have, but I just look at it as well. Where you just sort of say to yourself like, yeah, that just that's something that makes 
a lot right. of them. It's just something that makes a lot of sense. I want to go now with a name. I feel like I want to name about five targets. Um, I actually threw Jared Dudley's name as my three. And it's like, well, that isn't really much, especially at this point of his career. He is, I want to say, I always use golf analogies of being on the back nine and everything. I want to say Jared Dudley is hitting his tee ball on 17 at this point of his career. <laughs> uh, but I still think that this team, the Celtics team, actually needs some veteran leadership. And I know that's a very cliche phrase to use. Oh, you need a, a veteran. But there are still some things that he can do in this league, I would like to say. And I also think that they do need that just that this very that because it's still a very young team. So that's I have Jared Dudley up there. That, you know, he's not going to get big money, but, you know, Five million bucks, six million bucks. Of course, as we know, not much money. Maybe throw something like at him for one year. What are your thoughts on that? And if you wanted to say Dudley's a little too high, feel free to throw another name back at me, Sean. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's that's certainly because uh, they also need a backup for Jay Crowder too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes sense. Uh, you know, obviously, you're you're he has his limitations, as you say, uh, but he is a forty percent three point shooter, and 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 you know, you can always use a guy like that. Uh, in spurts, and and you know, again, you know, we all know that Brad Stevens wants to play that kind of offense, uh, that 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 where you do take a lot of threes. I mean, that's that's where the game is, and uh, and you know, he's a guy who can come in and and in short spurts uh, uh, be able to do that. Certainly for for myself in the media, I love to have him here. He's great to talk to guys. He's very too. well spoken, uh, <laughs> and he's very yeah. open to the media. Yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, and I think, but 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 that does go to your point about sort of the veteran leadership and and having a guy like that. So uh, so yeah, you know, he'd be a pretty good fit. Yeah, you know, I hadn't I hadn't had him on my list, but but uh, you know, considering uh, where he went to college and all that, uh, you know, yeah, I think you'd uh, you'd have to consider him. Um, I guess my question for you, what I would throw back at you is. Uh, what about a big guy? What about a, a, a rim protecting big guy? There's there's probably three of them that come to mind. Uh, give, me those, and, give me those three. Well, Dwight Howard being one. Okay, Obviously, right. I know no, nobody likes Dwight Howard, but the fact is he rebounds. Uh, he's not a terrible uh, offensive player. Didn't if you, seem if like you, the Celtics he, were too interested in him, him and though at the no, deadline. Right. Right, right. Well, part of the reason they weren't interested is because they knew they could sign him in, in, in free agency if they wanted to, you know, that, that he would have been just a short-term rental and they didn't want to give up anything. Uh, so, you know, you've got, you've got Dwight Howard as a possibility. Uh, Festus Azili, you know, he's going to get big money. For. Yeah, he's going to get overpay big money. For. And same with Biombo, Bismack Biombo. You're yeah. probably going to have to overpay for him. So, uh, you know, to me, that's 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 going to be the real interesting thing. We know they want rim protection, uh, but you know, who do you get, and 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 how much are you willing to overpay? Because you're going to overpay uh, for a guy who uh, uh, is probably going to give you a lot of trouble in terms of not being able to make free throws. I mean, none of not you know, Ezeli, Howard, and and Biombo, all are guys who you can't have on the floor late in games because they can't make free throws. Uh, but you know they give you the rebounding and and the defense uh, uh, that they're obviously looking for. So to to me, that's that's what I throw back at you, Larry. Is is is, is which one of those guys would you like? Which one of those guys do you think would be the most stomachable as far as uh, uh, as far as paying them the you know seventeen eighteen million that's a year? They are going to cost. And Biombo's a guy who's really only had about like two real solid months in his entire NBA career. And, of course, as Celtics fans know, there are so many of fears of signing the next Mark Blount, 
right? I mean, they, mm-hmm. they have a real throwback name at you. Uh, Dwight Howard, I still feel like is going to get a big contract in this league mm-hmm. uh, again. I mean, this and, and I think it. I don't want. I would not even be surprised if he got the max and the max at about three years. Even though that all these guys, you say, they're all situational players. I feel like I would punt on all of them, and I would try to find another big guy cheap, uh, like Biombo from last year. In fact, I was even going to mm-hmm. ask you to give me your Bismack Biombo little award, which would have mm-hmm. been an under-the-radar free agent, sign a short term, have a breakout year. I was wondering if there was going to be any of those guys out there on this market. I would look at the mid-first round of the draft, see if you can pluck something out of that, or possibly look at the trade market, maybe Nerlens Noel. I, I mean, I just... I don't, and obviously Hassan Whiteside too. How can we forget his name? I don't know why. That's just we completely drew. I, I completely drew a blank there. I'm not. I, I would. Me personally, I don't know what Danny would do. Me personally, I would not be head over heels uh, of going. And I know 17 million boxes is going to be that much in the NBA in about two years. I still wouldn't feel great of right. of making a move like that, only because I think you can get lucky and f- replicate that production with a mid first round pick. I mean. Is it likely? It's probably about 50-50. I know. Maybe that 50% might even be high. Um, but I think that's worth the gamble when a first-round pick costs about $3 million bucks, uh, yeah. And you're going to have to, you know, and if to, to get the quote-unquote sure thing is going to be about $15 million more. And I would say yeah. Biombo yeah. next year won't be a sure thing. Uh, Azeal, yeah. I think Ozeely would be. Although Ozeely is a Bill Duffy guy who uh, Danny has a good relationship with all the agents. I think Duffy's pretty much... I mean, I want to say it's the worst because he does have some Duffy clients on the team. But, I mean, I think Duffy isn't great. So I think you have to kind of have to cross Zeely off the list for the Celtics. So that little um, trio, I mean, I just wouldn't be thrilled over for, for 17, 18 million bucks. I think the Celtics, if you want to play a little money ball, take some risks in the middle of the first round, maybe explore the trade market, maybe get Nerlens Noel or something like that. I'd still uh, hold serve with that cap space a little bit, maybe be more aggressive it and using it to get shooters on the team. Ryan Anderson, Alan Krabs, another name that we haven't mentioned, who I feel is going to get big money. I mean, he doesn't play much defense. Uh, he's a wing player, but I think he's what, isn't he? He's another 40% shooter guy. had a breakout year. I just, mm-hmm. he's young. I, I, yeah, I, I can't think. see Portland letting him go, but, but okay. yeah. Okay. Is yeah. he restricted, by the way? Or unrestricted? Uh, I, I believe he is. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's still uh, uh, an unrestricted, uh, a restricted free agent. Okay, but yeah, you never know. Yeah, you yeah, you throw yeah, mass- he is, he is. Okay, but if you do throw massive money at that, and I think that with him being a restricted free agent, and I think that too is we were talking about how a lot of these guys earlier. We were talking about how uh, these guys are going to be getting paid so much money. The restricted free agents, in my opinion, are going to freaking kill it, like Bradley yeah. Beal, because all those teams are going to try to pry them loose from uh, their teams, especially Alan Crabb, right? I mean, and to do that, the only way you almost have to put in some poison pills or just jack up the price so much and petrify another team for matching them. And that's why I think a guy like Alan Crabb uh, will cost a lot of money. So, um, you know, nay, back to your original question to me, which you asked me a question, which is very rare for this show, by the way. I'm a reporter, too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say nay on uh, any of those yeah. big men. But would you have those big guys as probably like the target? You, I mean, I mentioned Ryan Anderson was probably the number two guy for the Celtics behind Horford. Would you have any of those three as probably Boston's number two target behind Horford or number three guy? 
I, I don't know if I'd, 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 you know, I don't know if I'd put them that high, but but yeah, I mean, there's there's they're going to have to look at it. You know, they're going to if 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 you want rim protection, and 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 that's clearly something that they do. Then then uh, you know that's that's something they're going to have to look at. I want I wonder. Um, you know, you talked about bargains. You know, to me, one of the best bargains of this past year was was Zaza Pachulia in in, in Dallas. Oh, he was another uh, so, guy, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 somebody who uh, you know is just such a he's not a shot blocker, but he's such a rugged interior defender. He just makes your team better. Uh, so I, I wonder what's going to happen with him. Uh, you know, obviously he liked being in Dallas, and and and, and there's a chance that they'll uh, keep him there. But uh, uh, if you have the opportunity, you know, like I said, he's a guy who just makes your team better. Um, I thought Ian Mahimi too, too played play, played well for for Indiana. Again, I, I don't know that they're going to let him go. You know, I think that uh, uh, that that's a team that's pretty short on big guys right now, and uh, and and I don't see them uh, uh, you know being eager eager to get rid of him. But, but but he's somebody who, uh, for, for less money, I think you could get what you're looking for. Uh, that that that, uh, uh, that you know the same sort of thing you'd get from Azili or Biombo or or Hassan Whiteside, uh, et cetera. That uh, that you can get that, uh, uh, but uh, but at a better value. Before we shift on to uh, talking about a certain player whose name is going to be talked about ad nauseum when free agency begins, I got one more name to throw at you, and it really isn't a a groundbreaking name, but the Celtics Mm -hmm. pursued this guy, I want to say, like a few summers uh, in in a row and consecutively, and they can never come up with him. And I talked about they got to get like a backup wing, especially when you saw them really struggle when Jay Crowder went down and they had to play some good wing players on the opposite end and they ended up getting smoked. Matt Barnes, veteran minimum guy. I think, you know, Danny's show that at least he's he sort of likes him. He's certainly uh, made his way around the NBA, burned a lot of bridges, but I mean, I don't know. I don't think Danny Ainge has ever had that as, as a fear of him. Okay, now, NBA Finals tonight, game two. Cavs, Warriors, you're out there in San Francisco. Here's a name that comes up all the time when talking about free agency. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of a polarizing type player. I mean, people love him in the sense of if this guy was a number two option on a team like the Celtics, he'd be an 18, 19 points a game guy, but he's a number four option on Golden State. Thoughts on Harrison Barnes? Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan only because I've talked to a lot of some people who I trust dearly in the Warriors organization. Not all there mentally, really not a very hard enough. Should, uh, if he worked a little harder, he'd be better than he better than what he should be. So, give me your thoughts on him. Yeah, I I I think the one of the things you said in there is the real key, and that is how hard is he going to work? He hasn't really improved, and and you know I, we might be talking to the same people in the Warriors organization oh, because yeah. that's 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 something that that has been frustrating is that he hasn't. He hasn't added anything, you know. It's not like he 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 said, uh, you know, I'm going to try to post up a little more, and 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 I want to work on that. Or you know, his ball handling. It's the, he's never you know made a concerted effort to uh, to become a great ball handler and 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 become a passer uh, from that small forward position. You know, there's there's just enough things that uh, that that you hear about in in terms of that 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 make you really wonder: Is this a guy you want to be your you know your max guy, your your franchise leader? Uh, I don't see it, you know, because uh, because like you say, I'm just afraid that that uh, uh, he's got talent, but uh, but but he's not worked to maximize that talent. And, he looks and, you like know, another Jeff Green. 
Yeah, exactly. Right, right. Where where there are nights and you say, "Wow, he's uh, uh, he, you know this guy could be really good," and then and then you watch him some nights and he completely disappears. And again, you know, you, you make a good point in that 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 you know he gets lost as the fourth option. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I haven't seen enough from that from his play as a fourth option to make me think that uh, uh, that that he's somebody uh, uh, who you want to make a second option. And at the same time, though, he is going to get paid, and at yep. least now you agree with me. Hopefully it is not the Celtics. Okay, let's continue to play some more games. Give me the biggest name, free agent, which will change teams. DeRozan, L.A., Mike Conley. You know, I, I might be crazy. I think DeRozan stays in Toronto. Okay. I really do. Uh, uh, I, I think probably the biggest name. I mean, obviously Dwight Howard. You know, in terms of name, but I don't know if the yeah, name. Yeah, he's not. Up he's playing. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, right. So I, I would probably say it's it, it's either Barnes or or, or or Paul Gasol. I think Gasol will be will uh, will be out of Chicago. Um, and uh, and I think Barnes winds up leaving Golden State. So uh, I guess it's a, it's a matter of whether you think uh, uh, Gasol is a bigger name still <laughs> than Harrison Barnes. But but I think Gasol will will, will definitely be looking for uh, you, you know somebody who can win him a championship before he retires here. Uh, so I think uh, he he's certainly going to be somebody who uh, uh, you know you could see him being that guy who's signs with the Spurs or something like that. Um, so I think Gasol winds up leaving, and I do think Barnes uh, uh, winds up elsewhere in the in, in the Warriors. Uh, uh, try to, you know, whether it's Kevin Durant or, or whoever it is, find somebody else to be that, uh, uh, to fill that small forward spot. You brought it up to me earlier, so I'll talk about it right now. Do you see another Bismack Biombo? This year, an under-the-radar free agent, maybe a guy who was kind of coming off his rookie deal, really didn't do much, uh, you know, has that, you know, signs a short-term deal, has a breakout year. Any of these guys like that on this market, kind of an under-the-radar guy? Well, you know, I mean, I, I think Alan Crabb, as you mentioned, uh, is somebody like that. I uh, think he's going to get big money, though. Yeah, right. He's going to get big money, so I don't think he's necessarily a, a small-time uh, uh, contract guy. Um, you know, I I I think uh, uh, Monty Yunus with uh, with Houston. You know, he, he had the injury, and and uh, uh, you know he's shown such promise at times. Uh, but you know, I think teams are are a little scared off by him, and and and, and won't wind up. Uh, uh, I, I think he'll get uh, you know a, a pretty modest deal. Uh, but I think he still has a lot of potential. I really still. Still like what his uh, uh, potential is, uh, uh, you know, as a stretch four and, and, and the different things he can do. So, um, you know, that's 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 something that is is maybe injury related, though. You know, so I, I'm not sure if that quite uh, uh, fits your criteria. Um, you know, a, a former Celtics, Etwan Moore. I'm, I'm I'm curious about him. I think I think he's. He's got. Uh, I, I think he's got a lot more potential than uh, uh, than he's been allowed to show. You know, because he's uh, always been uh, so, sort of a deep bench guy. I think if he gets a little more playing time, I think he can be, uh, you know, a pretty good contributing type player. Uh, you know, that three and D type, a Danny Green sort of player. But uh, uh, but you know, hasn't had too much of an opportunity to do that. So uh, you know, I think there's. I, I, I think there are some potentials. Uh, some potential guys with that. Um, but but, uh, you know, as far as shop blockers and big guys, I'm not sure that there's any of those really on the market. Jim McElvain Award for this summer. 
Barnes. Huh? Oh boy, yeah, that's a good that's a good question because there's, there's there's so many. I candidates. mean, that's also too like the height of heights too. McIlvain, yeah. Concac, but uh, who's getting a contract that some team is really going to be kicking themselves over like ten months from now? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I, I could see Whiteside being that guy. You know, I, I think if he gets a max deal, it's just it's really hard to see him uh, being that kind of player and, and, and being that kind of player consistently and, and, and being a guy who, you know, he, 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 he blocks shots and he, and he defends and he rebounds. Uh, he also, you know, for, for, for a guy who is, is trying to find a place in the league, clashes with the coach a little too much. And, and you know, I mean, you don't want to see that from a young guy. So, um, you know, I think I think he might might want up being my uh, uh, my candidate there. Okay, Sean, hang in there a bit. Actually, I let this go a little late, but I got a break right now. I want to keep you here because we've talked about free agents in the general NBA and some of the discussions that we've had has re-triggered some things with me, and I'll take that to the back to the Celts here. But I got a break for a little bit, so plenty of Celtics talk left. We will be back with Sean Devaney of the Sporting News after this brief break. You're listening to Celtics Beat on CLNS Radio. Hey, this is Larry H. Russell here, critically acclaimed author and host of Celtics Beat. And I'm privileged to be joined by Daryl Conant, former U.S. Olympic Committee strength coach and one of the leading strength and condition specialists in America. Daryl, thanks so much for being here. It's great to be here, Larry. Thank you. Daryl, you're a student of the legendary bodybuilder Vince Gironda. Tell me a bit more about Vince. Vince Gironda was considered the pioneer of pure natural bodybuilding. His training methods and nutritional concepts are still being incorporated in many gyms throughout the world today, and I had the privilege myself of having him as my mentor. How can we learn more about the methods of the Iron Guru? As a student of Vince Gironda, I always wanted to give back to Vince in some way. I wrote a book entitled Invincible that depicts many of Vince's programs and nutritional theories that he taught me. For more information on this book, folks can visit my website at www.darylcurrent.com. Daryl, Vince had so many methods and ideas for achieving optimal health. Care to share any while we're here? One of Vince's most popular nutritional concepts was his recommendation of eating organic, grass-fed beef to build muscle. Organic red meat is loaded with nutrients necessary for building quality muscle. As Vince would always say to me, you must eat the type of food that the muscle is made out of, red meat. Get on that path of effortless fat loss and optimal health by following the appropriate nutritional methods. And get it from the country's leading organic meat brand. American Farmers Network at AmericanFarmersNetwork.com. Episode number 160 of Celtics Beat with special guest Sean Devaney is brought to you by Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the cost. They're revolutionizing the mattress industry by cutting the cost of dealing with resellers and showrooms and passing that savings directly to the consumer. Made right here in the U.S. of A., a Casper mattress provides long-lasting comfort and support, as I know from personal experience. I've never used a mattress this soft and this comfortable. And you can buy it easily online and completely risk-free because Casper understands the importance of truly trying out a mattress that in all reality you spend a third of your life on. Casper offers free delivery and painless returns within a 100-day period so you don't have to lie down in a showroom. Studies have proven lying on a bed in a showroom has no correlation to whether it is the right bed for you. Get a Casper mattress for $500 for a twin or $950 for a king-size mattress, an unbelievable deal compared to industry standards that cost thousands upon thousands. And you can save an additional $50 as one of our audience members by going to casper.com slash Celtics and entering the promo code Celtics. That's casper.com slash Celtics and promo code Celtics. 
Free shipping applies to U.S. and Canada customers only. Terms and conditions apply. This is Tass Mellis, host of The Starters on NBA TV. This is Celtics Beat, brought to you by American Farmers Network. Back here on Celtics Beat, Sean Devaney of the Sporting News. Sean, I talked about this last week to Sean Granny on episode number 159 of Celtics Beat, our off-season preview show, still available on iTunes and Stitcher. How much pressure is there on the Celtics to do something in free agency, especially considering I think it's highly probable they lose two contributors in Turner and Sullinger, as you know. That alone would make them a worse team, but there's a lot of positive momentum for them. The outside perception has never been higher in recent years. So, I mean, how much pressure is on the Celts to make something happen in free agency? Maybe not a Kevin Durant type, but getting players that can help continue that incremental improvement as a team. You know, maybe on a scale of 1 to 10, because I like doing that, 10 being the highest. Give me your pressure reading. You know, I I, I think it's only a 5. I really do. I I, I think that there's... There's maybe more outside pressure, maybe more assumptions that they're under pressure than there is actual pressure. You know, Danny Ainge, obviously, look, he and Brad Stevens just get the, get the contract extension. Um, you know, they're, 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 they're pretty secure in terms of these are the two guys we're going to have going forward. That also takes some pressure off of Ainge as far as, uh, you know, trying to do something now. And, and he has shown that he's not going to do something just to do something that it's got to have uh you know it's got to have a direction it's got to have a point it's got to have a, a reason he's not going to to do something in order to sell a few more season tickets uh so i i i, I think there's more pressure or, or perception of pressure uh than there is actual pressure so i'm gonna i'm gonna go with a five on that obviously they want to do something obviously they'd like to hit the home run um you know i know this isn't the trade show larry but but you know there, there will be the trade market as well that they'll that they'll be able to work uh one free agency settles down uh so you know i i I think as far as free agency goes uh you know they're i don't think they're under as much pressure as uh as 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 some people perceive them to be i wonder almost if they could afford a a step back because there is such a positive vibe on the team obviously you had the press conference back on thursday and it was this you know glorious occasion i get you know i get i don't want to say i guess but uh you know once again more days of everyone patting the celtics on the back but, I mean, I wonder if this team can afford a step back next year. And, like, let's say, hypothetically, they lose Sullinger and Evan Turner in free agency. They don't really don't do anything in, in free agency themselves. Uh, they make their picks. And this team goes back to being, said like, about a 44-win team. Do you think sort of that uh, vibe around the organization will still be there now that Brad Stevens is there? Or could that wear off if they don't continue to make uh, steps in the right, forward? So to speak. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I agree that that you know the, the the right thing to do might be to take a step back before taking a step forward. That that, that that's not something that they're going to be afraid of, um, because uh, you know that's that's common in the NBA. You know, you win you win forty. It, it's such a fine line between uh, you know forty four wins and forty eight wins. You, you know, and and, and it's uh, uh, it's it's it, you know it's it's really tough to go from forty eight wins to to fifty five. You know, or, or fifty two even. Uh, so you know that's 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 where it, it kind of becomes uh, um, you know not putting too much pressure on this on this summer becomes important because uh, 
uh, you know, there's 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 a possibility that 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 you'll get nothing done, uh, and and you know maybe there'll be an injury here or there, and you wind up uh, losing more games than you did this year. So you know, I, I don't think you want to raise ex- expectations too high because, like I say, it is a fine line, and and health is such a uh, you know such a dodgy thing that you can't really rely on. Uh, you know, if you lose Isaiah Thomas for two weeks or something, you know that that that's obviously going to cost you. And and uh, like I said, a 48 win team uh, becomes a you know, becomes a 44 win team. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think they really don't want to put too much pressure on it because, uh, uh, because it is, uh, uh, it's entirely possible that, uh, that, that they do slide back a little next year. One of the things to watch out for in free agency, by the way, in terms of if they're going to be signing any of these B, B minus level guys, like an Alan Crabbe. I, mean, I don't think Alan Crabbe will wind up in Boston in any stretch of the imagination, but I'm using him as an example mm-hmm. of a player that's really going to get paid this year. And he's, I would call a B, B, B at best, more like a B minus NBA player. I mean, I like him a lot. But one like real interesting thing is all these people that want the sellers to be so aggressive in free agency. Of course, I would like to say I'm one of them. But say you're paying. Alan Crabb, like, 13 million bucks next year, which would probably what it would cost to get him away from Portland, if not even more. I mean, that's what's even scary. You're paying him, like, 13, 14 million dollars, and then you're paying your team leaders, Jay Crowder and Avery Bradley, seven and eight. I wonder if, I mean, I, I actually wonder, like, I mean, if that makes them feel like when there's vastly inferior players on the roster than making double of what they would make next year. Yeah, and that's that's you know everybody's always going to say the right thing and and say well you know it's good for the league to have this it's a and, oh, and, and for some guys you, for some guys it's it's it is okay but I wouldn't even for say a lot that. of guys it's not I know if I was, if I was in their position I get ticked I mean I know uh, yeah. when, when 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 I do when every single day if I see someone making more money than me I get I mean just, I take it as a personal slight even though I yeah, shouldn't right I mean people are emotional I take it as a personal slight okay so to wrap this up didn't mention his well we did mention his name but we mentioned his we mentioned his name in the sense of I mentioned his name so that way you can't mention his name. But because everybody's talking about it, even though, I mean, I kind of feel like I started getting it rolling. Uh, Kevin Durant. So Oklahoma City lost in seven classic games. I'm sure you're well aware of that. Last mm-hmm. week, odds of him leaving Oklahoma City? I, I still think it's pretty slim. I still think uh, ultimately he's a guy who wants to stay there. Um, he likes it there. You know, he, and he can't go to Golden State either, right? Like, I, like now, it just can't happen. <laughs> you can't pull. You, you can't. You can't pull the Ray Allen. You can't <laughs> lose a gut wrenching series in seven games. Yeah. And say, oh, I'm going to go yeah. play for you guys now. So yeah. I, think that I mean, you know, and, and you know, there is still the possibility, and and uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a tricky possibility, but it is a possibility that he would, uh, uh, you know, do the do the two year deal with the one year uh, option, so that uh, so that he can play out one more year in, in Oklahoma City, be a free agent uh, at the same time as Russell Westbrook, and, and and also make a lot more money that way. Um, but you know, that's a risk, and 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 it's not. He's not a guy who loves free agency. He's not a guy who loves, uh, you know, he's not Dwight Howard. He's not going to put on a big free agent show. Um, you know, he's uh, he's much more low-key. So I'm not sure he wants to go through free agency twice, you know. <laughs> so, uh, that, but, that, but that one-year deal thing is, is, is definitely a real possibility. So I, I wonder if that's, uh, uh, that's where he winds up. See, I feel like he would almost have, if he does the one-year deal, he would almost have to leave this year because that way he could then get the max from 
the team he signs with next year rather than, so if he gets it over, I don't know how I'm trying to say this. If he gets it over with now, then he can really maximize and get that 30 some million dollars with his new team this year. But I mean, I'm just sort of kind of with you in that Oklahoma city was just so close and they're still very young, despite the fact that it seems like they've been around forever. They went yep. they went deep enough into the playoffs where I mean I just don't see that. I mean them breaking up the team like the same way the Magic were broken up in the mid nineties. Uh, but you never know. I mean I don't know how that plays out with the Celtics. I mean it's a fantasy of fantasies, of course, which we will all love. But last question to get you out of here, since we're discussing that and the dream scenario of signing some mega player here in Boston. Where do you think Boston ranks in the tear of NBA destinations? And as presently constituted and factoring their situation, and of course everything else with Boston comes with it, with all the 20 other nine other destinations in the NBA. You know, I, I would say it's it's in the middle of the pack, but maybe upper middle because, yeah, I, like uh, yeah, I think I don't I think, think you name fifteen better spots better than right, right, exactly, and 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 considering that, I think players, as we said, players uh, and agents, uh, uh, you know, like Danny Ainge and 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 players like Brad Stevens, and he seems like a good guy to play for. I think that's that's sort of the impression that you get, and you you know, you want to be a part of a team on on the upswing. So uh, you. You know, in, in in terms of just just the, the basketball ends of things, uh, and that's 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 usually the biggest factor here. I mean, you know, that's why Lamarcus Aldridge went to San Antonio. It wasn't because he really wanted to to go to San Antonio. It was because he wanted to play for the Spurs. And um, you know, that's 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 for the Celtics. That's become uh, a, a much more positive thing, obviously, uh, than it had been. So, uh, yeah, you know, I think uh, I would put it, you know, in that uh, in that ten to thirteen range as far as uh, uh, desirability. Anything left to the stigma of Boston? No, I don't think so. You know, I've, I've asked players that sometimes, and uh, and 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 most of them kind of shrug and don't know what you're talking about. You know, so uh, I don't I don't think there is the the, the stigma that the city once had. Sean Devaney, NBA writer for the Sporting News. Follow him covering the NBA Finals by following him on Twitter at his namesake, Sean Devaney. Thanks so much for stopping by. I believe this was appearance number six. Congratulations. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. <laughs> Back-to-back shows now, right up to the very end. It was planned with Grandy. Uh, not here. Kind of feel for Sean a bit. He's guys working around the clock in the wee hours of the night with the NBA Finals out in Oakland. We stole an hour for the, for the good of the show, I guess. Sean, we... Thank you, but got to put a wrap on this. Quick programming number one, YouTube channel. After the Thunder series, I released the video ranking and describing the five best playoff series in NBA history. So check that out, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio, youtube.com slash CLNS Radio. Love to hear what you think of my opinion, as you do every week. Feel free to hit me up anywhere, Facebook, my Twitter, at CLNS underscore LHR, email, whatever. And CLNS Celtics coverage, of course, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics that continues to Tomorrow with Celtics Stuff Live, hosted by the original Celtics podcasters Justin Poole and John Duke. Download the CLNS Radio mobile app, iPhone, or Android. Listen to this week's episode released tomorrow, June 6th at around 9 a.m. or whenever. Of course, all the CLNS Radio podcasts, they're at your fingertips to listen to wherever and whenever with the CLNS Radio mobile app. 
but time to put a bow on 160. Shout out to the peeps. Music for this show is provided by Will Rock, Vesmonium, and Steph Legrato. Be sure to follow us on social media. Our Twitter handle is Celtics underscore beat. And you can like Celtics beat on CLNS Radio on Facebook to keep up with the show at facebook.com slash Celtics beat. Also, Google Plus, Celtics beat on CLNS. Extending my gratitude to today's guest, Sean Devaney of the Sporting News, for all the time and valuable insight he provided. Shout out to our sponsors today, Casper, Blue Apron, and American Farmers Network for all the support. They, too, provide this show and speaking of support our audience thank you for making Celtics beat the number one podcast on the web dedicated to the NBA's winningest franchise for our staff writer Eddie Santiago the founder of the network Nick Gelso and myself the executive producer and host of Celtics beat I'm Larry H. Russell see you next Sunday for another edition of Celtics beat powered by CLNS radio